Hi, and welcome to another episode of Tom Ray's Art Podcast. I am Tom, and on today's show, I meet a person who is a painter, lives in the Bay Area uh, in Michigan, and then uh, he started out... So the story he tells me is that he started out in high school just trying to find his way in arts and, and started doing murals and actually got a job painting murals for his schools, which for his school, which expanded into doing murals for other schools. Also, he does his own paintings that are very surrealistic, kind of... Surrealistic's not even really the word. They're designed, but they're... You have to take a look at it. It's And you can find his stuff by going to his Facebook page, which is at Mark Petrowski, or... Uh, looking up Marked Arts, which is his business that he created as well. And the fabulous thing that he tells me about is through, he makes larger pieces and to mail them, he uses aluminum as his canvas because it's lighter and he's able to ship it and it won't break. And it's, it's sturdy. It's, it's an interesting story. Check it out. And then also, if you're listening to the show for the first time, Please don't forget to go to my website, which is TomRay'sWebsite.com, and that's where you can find more episodes of this podcast, artists that I've talked to over the past several years, and also it's where I post my daily webcomic, which is what I do, and information about my day. I have a vlog that I do there, a weekly vlog, where I talk about how I'm supporting myself and my art by selling things that I love to collect online through eBay, Facebook Marketplace, and other places online, online cards. Oh, that reminds me too. We talk about the fact I, I let him know that what, one thing that I've learned is that you can actually sell your artwork on Facebook Marketplace and they offer shipping now. So you can actually, if you're on Facebook and you're looking for a place to sell your stuff, try out Facebook Marketplace. I tell him a little bit about that and how I've been trying it out as well as selling all this stuff here. Anyway, enough about that. Don't forget to go to TomRay'sWebsite.com to subscribe to the show. And now, on to the episode. My name is Mark Petrowski. And I am an artist and I focus on painting and drawing and public art. Where are you located right now? Um, I'm located in Bay City, Michigan. Okay. How long have you lived there? Uh, my whole life, actually. Oh, really? You're, you're uh, what would it be? I want to say, what, what would it, a Bay Cityer? What would be the... Uh, a Bay Cityan, I, Bay I would Cityan. imagine. Town names, calling yourself like a, a hometown person, like when you finally hear the name, it's like I'm a Madisonian. Like I think that when you, you when you think of those, they're all so weird to hear when you hear them out loud. But one of my good friends is a lot of my marked arts projects with. Um, he's also from Madison. Oh, really? Who's that? Yeah, his name's Sean Gallagher. I believe his parents are still there. I know another Gallagher, but I don't. I don't know if it's Sean or not. Clearly, I don't know them yeah. well enough to know. No, offhand. he lives in he lives in Bay City now. Okay, how long? Uh, and has well, has for quite a long time. And how long have you been working with that person? Um, well, geez, kind of, kind of since the so, since the beginning of when I went marked arts officially. Uh huh. Um. So when the when everything aligns, you know, we get a chance to work together. Okay. Every now and then. Yeah. What is what is marked arts exactly? If you wanted to explain that for anyone. 
Well, it was a, a slew of a few events, and I, I have been a teacher for with Bay City Public Schools. I teach art, and long about, geez, I don't know, 10, I may have had a paper, about 10 years ago, we had to look at our retirement um, numbers. Uh, there were some changes at the state level, and so we had realized that retirement actually wasn't as far off as it sounded like. Mm -hmm. So that was when I decided to kind of formalize my art practice and go uh, get my business license, you know, and, and else I set up an LCC and started kind of pursuing public art in a more aggressive manner than um, I had been. And um, it was from four guys that, you know, when we could work together, it was great. And uh, when we couldn't, then I would just kind of go, go solo. And the first projects we were doing was uh, kind of community-based projects, working with um, the Bay Area Community Foundation um, here in Bay City. The uh, Studio 23, our local artist uh, group and gallery that we have here, which is a, an amazing place. And there was a, a few community projects where we started off um, making a uh, mural. It says Bay City. It looks like old English, almost wood carving script uh, right, mm -hmm. right against the river. Cool. People can see. And then on the sides of it, there was um, the location of where that mural was. It used to be an old shipyard. And so there was a full shipyard and then American Hoist, another big industrial building that is now gone, but that used to be there. So there was kind of depictions on the side of this, what was an abatement of an old bridge. And so you just had this big concrete sticking out. And so we made it look like a couple pieces of wood mm -hmm. and then um, put the old English script on the front so you could see it. But that was like a, one of our very first group projects. And it was a bunch of kids from the Barrier Community Foundation that worked with us, and they came and helped painted for painted for a little bit. And after that, we were kind of off and running. Mm -hmm. So, um, just getting that formal LLC kind of really helped give a, a more legitimacy, I believe, in working with different uh, foundations within the community. Were you doing things before that? Um, I've really have done murals, um, geez, for a really long time. Um, my first ones were, um, almost right out of high school. I actually, um, was hired to paint murals for Bay City Public Schools, um, shortly after I graduated high school. Where, how, and, how would you, how would you get hired for that? You don't just get out of high school and they go, Hey kid, go paint some murals for it, us. It, 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 isn't that it, it was really amazing? Well, <laughs> it was a, a a summer program that had been started for um, college students to work in maintenance and mm -hmm. the um, with Bay City Schools. And so we, there was a group of us that would go around and either work with the custodians within the buildings or have uh, yard work that, that we would do on the grounds and. After doing that for a couple summers, you know, I was at, um, started out college at Delta College, which is right in our backyard. And then I went to Eastern Michigan University down in Ypsilanti, 
And so I brought back a bunch of paintings and set up a meeting with the superintendent because I had been in the schools for so long, um, you know, my whole educational career growing up. And there at the time, there wasn't murals in the schools. You know, that that's a later a later development. Really? But the schools, yeah, it seemed like well in the 80s um, when I was in high school, there there wasn't as many murals up now. Huh. Uh, back then, I mean. It's so strange because so, uh, back in here in Madison, it was like that was the easy thing where they'd just take all the students go, okay, you guys, you paint this section. Like we had a mural every other week, it seemed like, yeah. at our place. Well, that's awesome. And that's how that's I know a lot of my kids and my art classes, but we put a lot of murals around our school now, too. And they love it. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And so there was a whole bunch of events that kind of led up to it. And so I had the meeting with the superintendent. He liked the idea of, of uh, having uh, kind of an in-house mural painter. And so for the first summer, they, they gave me the four basic colors, purple, gold, which was our school colors and black and white. And so with using those, I kind of went to town on all three floors and, um, doing what? What did you do? Well, I did a lot of lettering, you know, Bay City Wolves. I did a lot of school crest, but then I would do a lot of wolves and some hmm. other things around the cafeteria. So, you know, I was 19, 20 years old, so it wasn't it wasn't the, my most mature work at the time. But, right. you know, it was great and it, it was very well received because then the following summer I got back from college and there was a list of schools. So I went school to school painting murals, working with the staff and to see what we could get up there. And so there was a lot of freedom in it. Huh. Um, I actually, um, after I graduated, I came back to Bay City and was doing that full time for a couple of years before I started actually teaching elementary art. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I kind of went from went from doing murals uh, up until one weekend because I was working and then I started teaching uh, the following Monday. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Was so, that, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I did. Did you even go to school for art or was it because of the exposure yes. that you had? You did. Okay. Um, I did. I got my um, my art education degree at Eastern Michigan. Okay. The university way back when. And then I also got my master's of fine arts from Minneapolis College of Art and Design in uh, 99. Wow. And this seems like one of those situations where it always, I know a lot of us, uh, when we create things, we're like, how do I get the word out there? And how do I market my stuff? And this is one of those stories where it's like, you've just kind of always done it. And you always reached out to people like, did you have that kind of marketing know-how or you just happened to know the right people? I don't know if it was marketing know-how. I just know I really didn't want to cut lawns anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And um, I I just thought, you know, what's the worst that could happen? They could say no. That's a really good point. That's that's absolutely it. You know, it kind of led to it led to me realizing that, you know, things are available, but sometimes it just takes you asking for them. Uh And when you came back and you started working with the other schools, you were no longer restricted to the uh, purple and gold paint. How, how did your stuff evolve? You know? Well, um, it would be, um, I, I would do, 
uh, a lot of like semi-realistic um, like dinosaurs and cultural walls really? you know kind of kind of kind of um, allowing the walls to be used as educational opportunities for the teachers to bring students down um, like one project that I worked on for an entire fall had like six different walls and there was um, started off with like a space scene and had all the planets and then evolved into different cultures from around our globe. Huh. And so it kind of went from dinosaurs and then into um, like Greek and Roman and then uh, African. And then there's a couple others and then ended up with a series of portraits of people from around the world and then a modern day space uh, spacewalker in a full suit. So I, and of course, I would always try to throw in a lot of the abstract that I always enjoy mm -hmm. and uh, just try to do a lot of things that the kids like, um, like there's a lot in kindergarten rooms outside of kindergarten rooms where I would put like the characters of the dogs and everything oh. uh, from from kids books. And, you know, um, unfortunately, a lot of them are majority of them aren't there anymore due to uh, reconstruction and, mm. and remodeling in the schools, you know, cause that was 30 some years ago right? that, that, that we were doing that. So <laughs> and you but it was, it was, it was definitely, definitely a great experience for sure. And you say we was uh, at this point, were you working with the group of people that you were talking about or were there no, more people involved? No, that, no th th that was just, that was just me. Okay. And so, I would go to schools. I'd work second shift and and just go and paint most of the night. And then, you know. <laughs> How would you map out what you were going to do? Or would you just kind of think of it as you went along? Like, what's the process for actually applying, especially a, an elaborate one? Like what you were saying is that it started out with this and then evolved into these I would other work pieces. On, I would work on little drawings and then, you know, kind of talk with the principal and, you know, make sure I, that everything was copesthetic as I, as I went on. So trying to keep uh, as many people um, involved as possible. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it worked out pretty well, you know. And you had, but you had talked about how on one of the murals you did, you had like the woodcut looking sort of font and everything. Like I spoke oh, to some, yes. well, well, I, I spoke with somebody recently and they were talking about like the different methods they were trying to do to make it perfect because one of the guys was a typographer and he oh, wanted sure. the font to be perfect. So they were trying projectors and they were trying, but it was too blurry and they were trying two projectors sure. pointing different angles, like all. And then finally they just realized they could count the bricks. Um, <laughs> well, uh, when I did that, uh, the, the, the Bay city, um, the one facing the street, and I believe this was on like the marked arts page on Facebook. You could see that. And um, it was on a real wide. So it's like almost a two lane um, base. And I just kind of looked at it and I used yarn and oh. tape. So I stretched out the yarn and stretched out all the kerning in, in between the letters. And then kind of use those boxes I made out of yarn to just then lightly trace in. And once I ripped that all off, then I was able to just go back into the letters and do them that way. Oh, that makes sense. And are you, you're using uh, house paint for this, I'm assuming. Um, the, that was, yeah, like a concrete base paint for that. Yep. 
And that was, we used all brushes for all, all of our work. And, you know, when I'm talking about doing the murals way back when for schools, that's 30 some years ago. When I'm talking right. about what, what we're talking about right now, yeah. this is like in the past seven years. Right. Or so. So I just didn't, didn't want those time frames to be confused. Since yeah. It's all well, the process of... of any of them is interesting to me, too. I mean, the evolution of processes is, is uh, always fascinating as well, because there is, I mean, over a period of time, like you know, technology's changing all this, but does painting murals change over a period of time? Like, are there different well, methods or things people want? Like, what is the evolution from the, when you first started out to what you do with murals now? Well, for, for me, I can personally say that even at 50 years old, I'm still learning new mediums. And over the summer, I really, um, I won't say I'm a master by any means, but I became somewhat proficient using spray paint and actually completed my first all spray paint mural up in Alpena this summer. Really? Yeah. And that was an amazing opportunity to be hosted by uh, the city of Alpena to go paint a mural up in, in their wonderful little community. Was it somebody that you worked with that pushed you well, in the direction of spray paint or this, how did that happen? Um, well, um, I, I myself really wanted to get into that because it's a lot faster. <laughs> I'll bet. Than, yeah. The, 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 than, than brush. And so I, again, there was kind of a really wonderful, um, wonderful co collision of events that, that happened. So the Alpina gig that we, that I did this summer, that was part of what was called the Fresh Waves Mural Festival. Okay. And, there was a call for artists and last year was their very first year. Then they had one, one artist that was from Alpena who now resides out in Denver, I believe, but they came back and they did this really amazing wall. And so this was the second year and they had a, a small call for artists saying, um, the whole, what, what, what really got my attention for this, for this festival was that, it was all about the artistic vision of the artist and their expression. So they weren't interested in getting a uh, homogenized history of Alpina or anything that was a guiding sense of what they wanted that was leaving it 100% open to the artist and whatever their style was. And they really, really gave respect to that. And so I was all over that and I had started this new process with the big kind of color bands and it really felt it lend itself to spray paint because I was really thinking it would be spray paint because the first site that the committee had selected, it was way up on a two high, two, uh, two story high building. Oh. And so it would have been up with a lift or a cherry picker and taking buckets and brushes up there just did not seem like it would work out so great. <laughs> so I uh, spent a lot of time practicing in my garden studio I have out back, which is basically just this area of trees with a little opening in it, <laughs> but it's quite, it's quite beautiful out there. And, um, I, at the same time as I was trying to figure out this mural and how I was going to do this up in Alpena, I was also the artist chosen for this year's edition of the Great Mural Project, uh, 
which is a mural project uh, group in Saginaw, Michigan, okay. which is right next door to Bay City. So we're all like right around here. All right. Okay. So Saginaw, Bay City, Midland, it's all, all like kind of around here. And that's where the majority of our work is. And the um, in doing this mural for Saginaw this past summer, I was able to, which was another of a uh, spray paint mural, but I was able to get a master come up and help, help us. And his name was Kevin Burdick from down in Fenton. And he's very much involved with the Flint art community and um, has done some just incredible murals all around and just an amazing guy. And so he came up and I was able to hire him to help out with this project for the great mural project this summer. Yeah. And so we turned in, um, we took a space that was uh, completely not used. It was very dirty and we turned it into like a little oasis with um, wetlands and a lot of animals. It's underneath a bridge. So you have an embankment and you have two big columns of four, uh, four pillars a piece, four, six pillars, two, four. Yeah, I think six. Okay. And, and lose track because there was a lot of them. Right. But it's, it was big, you know, we're talking 14, 15 feet high at, at the top end. And then there's not an incline. So we had a lot of square footage to play with, but it's almost like this environment where you walk in. And so we had combined the abstract of colors and kind of symbolizing the, um, the micro scale of what's happening beneath the surface and all of the worlds that are going on in our ecological systems mm -hmm. with the different sizes of animals as they go down. Um, plus there was um, a lot of different animals that Kevin then came and did all out of spray paint. And so I picked up a lot of knowledge just watching this master mm. um, do this. And then so along with practicing a lot and having the opportunity to be uh, invited to Alpina to um, put in one of my murals, um, that uh, it all kind of came together. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, I really enjoy spray paint, and now it's just another tool to have in the arsenal to uh, utilize when when it's needed. That is really cool that it's, you knew you wanted to use it, you brought in a guy to help you do it, and you got through watching him and collaborating, like now you have the ability mm -hmm. because you got to watch him firsthand and like interact with it. That's mm -hmm. Essentially, the the teacher was becoming the student, and now that teacher can go back and teach his students. Well, maybe not. You said oh, you treat you, yeah, but. you teach grade school kids, so you don't probably don't want to uh, give them I, spray paint cans or. Yeah. Well, I teach. Um, that was thirty years ago when oh, I started. I did. You're right. Arts. I keep forgetting and the timeline. <laughs> I know. Through the course of teaching. I have taught every single grade level from young fives all the way up through college. Wow. And I have not missed um, a single level. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Um, in fact, some days when I, when I first, after I came back from grad school in Minneapolis, I, um, the second year back, First year back, I was at a middle school. Second year back, I was at a high school. So I would have the morning and I would have advanced classes in the morning in the high school. So drawing, painting and ceramics. And then 
in the afternoon, I would go to the elementary and have kindergarten through third grade. What a weird transition. (laughs) uh, It it was. And then in the evenings, I did also adjunct at Delta College, the local community college here. And so so there were some days that I would almost have, with the exception of uh, middle school, I would almost have a K through (laughs) college experience. And so that was that was quite a while ago. I don't um, teach at the college anymore. It just got to be too much. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, I've taught every level, and I'm currently hanging out with the high schoolers. And we've been online since the beginning. Well, since last spring, actually. What is it like to teach art online remotely? Is that do you find it a good or a bad thing? Like I, I mean. Let's well, put it this way. You, you, you had to do it regardless. And what are the things you learned yes. and some of the things you don't like about it? Well, um, the, 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 the positives is the kids, the teachers, we're all trying to do this the best that we can. And this is brand new for all of the students, too. And so I, I just cannot give enough props out to the students who have worked really hard to try to make this work as long as the, the, the uh, staff and the amazing professional colleagues that I work with and to see what they have done with very little notice and very little training to turn a whole educational system on a dime and, yeah. and go from in-person to online learning learning. And it is a truly a remarkable heroic effort that these people have done. And so the um, giving the kids the grace to say, you know, we get this. This is uh, totally, truly a different way of learning than we have ever been involved in. Mm-hmm. And to remember, you are not in class as, you know, it's not the same. And so I think it's been going really well. For the most part, I mean, my biggest challenge is my students don't have supplies Mm. or they have very limited supplies. And so it's been very creative trying to uh, incorporate all of the diversity that's in a normal classroom and at the same time have very limited supplies. So we've been doing we've been doing some really fun things and the, the kids seem to be having a good time and they're doing some decent work. So, you know, it's, it's coming along um, and we start and back up in a week. So okay. it'll be another, another opportunity of transition. Uh-huh. So transition into the fall being online and this will just be another transition back to school, but it's school, you know, cause it's going to be a lot different, yes. you know? So um, it will be definitely interesting mm-hmm. to, to see how that all plays out. When when they would make their art projects, and also with, I mean, the, not only is there limited art supplies, there's limited technology supplies for a lot of people as well. So mm-hmm. how would they how would they submit their work? Would you do it over the camera, or um, actually, you could do it by mail, couldn't you? <laughs> Just well, to me yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, you could, but our kids. Um, our students have all been given a Chromebook. Oh, that's fantastic. It is. And so um, the majority of students also have a cell phone as well. So with those two things, they've been able to do pretty much everything mm-hmm. and um, just do the work, take a picture, upload it into their class in the platform that we are using. 
Wow. That's really cool about the Chromebook. I didn't know that. That's, I, I often wondered how it many is. schools did that. That's, wow. I'm, it seems, it seems to be more are trying to go into a one on one to one environment. Mm-hmm. But again, I could only speak to what my district's doing. Right. True. And I love it too, because nobody will be able to call in sick again. <laughs> Everybody will be able to work from home when they're sick. Yeah. Yeah. There is that too. Uh, or snow days. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Which is like us being from the Midwest. Those are, those were some of our favorite days. I st- Absolutely. I still remember Inside the big country. ones. <laughs> Yes, we all do. Now with the, uh, you had said you, when you first started doing the murals, you were, you know, you, you were doing the, you were a high school kid, you were painting wolves and stuff. And mm-hmm. your art is not that. Your art is actually very no. different. So how did you evolve from that into the art form that you actually, uh, or I mean, the majority of the artwork that you do is very abstract. And uh, yes, how did you start, end up with that particular type well, of style? Um. The, the the combination of of taking a more a realistic approach um, in public work is one that um, it's something that I've had the ability to do and that I can do, and I enjoy doing in certain um, in certain aspects. But when it's my own personal work, I am really interested in just the play of color, shape, and form and um, line and seeing how those things react to one another within like the more abstract format. Mm-hmm. And the realism and more representational work is something that I can have in my toolbox for when it is needed. And But my heart is really more with the abstract creations that I have been that I've been focusing on. Is there an influence that kind of inspired? the the type of work that you do right now um well the the latest series of like these color forms that are all kind of kind of jumbled but they all lead back to the beginning and the end mm-hmm. are the same and then the journey continues on so there's a lot of you know kind of like gordian knots in a way where they where they uh, all travel in these seemingly impossible directions, but in the end they come back to the beginning and then the journey starts over. So I started calling these creations wave journeys because as they, the lines and forms go up and around one another, I kind of look at them as breathing in, breathing out as you are going up and down. So I see these as kind of a, uh, almost a meditation of, of breath and this new work kind of came out of a place where I started drawing again and um, was doing a lot of drawing and um, my drawing is starts out being doodles and then it kind of goes someplace mm-hmm. and you know I, so it's not like doodles per se but it's more of a intentional doodle and intentional drawing and thinking of of what I'm trying to do while still allowing that freedom to just let it flow uh, at the same time. And it was these, the act of drawing kind of led to then the act of making them on uh, aluminum and cutting out the big pieces that I've been doing now. Yeah. So um, 
the 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 process of of this work you know it did it's been an evolving and what what is really amazing to me about this series is that in the course of two years it went from being small eight by ten drawings to now on the side of buildings right and I just think there is a, a certain power in a in a vision that that has that can be scalable up and down, and it works on on all sorts of different types of mediums as well. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, and this isn't so. This is just an example of something I thought of when I looked at it, and it's. I, I just wanted to share it. I used to work um, back when I was in high school. I used to work at a place that was called Artwave, and okay. it, it was a place that. We did, um, I mean, eventually we just went on to sell like pop culture items and it kind of became like a Spencer's Gifts. But originally what it was is it was a place where spin art was a big thing and people could come in and make t-shirts where we had this big spinner and you'd put a t-shirt in there and there were holes at the top and kids would just squirt paint into it, right? But they oh, would. It, it was it was kind of neat. Um, wearing it as a shirt was weird because it was just big globs <laughs> of paint. But that was the thing because yeah. the kids would spray so much paint and it would get so thick that it would spin. But then they'd kind of the the paint wouldn't mix, but they would cre- they would just kind of meld together. And mm-hmm. that was what you could do is like when you were done, you could run your finger through it and it would be like this weird little trail that it would create. And looking at that artwork, that's what it reminds me of is of that paint where it used to be this giant paint. It would kind of like, it was several different colors molded into one like liquid thing, not mixed together where it like was, sure you know, interacting and it, you would create a strip. And that's kind of what the look of that reminds me of. When I first saw it, it reminded me of being yeah. back in high school, and it, it gave me that thought. I just wanted to share that. It was just like, that's oh, right. that's what I thought no, of when I saw that, you know? And that, that's one of the most beautiful things that I think art, it, it has a power to transform. It has a power to take us back to a certain place and time in our lives, and the the, 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 the power of that of one person's creation, because I most definitely was not thinking of a, about a spinner or anything like that. <laughs> right. but, 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 but the fact that it took you there, right. I think that's just, that that's magical to me. Yeah. And, and I think that I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it is. It's just, it's just magical. It's yeah. Cool. Well, and that's exactly why I brought it up because I kind of, I figured you would think that because Artwave was a place that like they wanted to become a chain, but we were really the only store and they were hoping to expand and then it went out of business. Um, and so I knew that you wouldn't have known about it, you know? There is a business that is very similar. Um, well, I don't know if it's totally similar, but it's another creative type business. Really? And right when I got back from Alpina this year, this is called uh, the Creative Up Creative Uplift Center, I believe. Okay. And and it is th- this woman has a shop here in Bay City, and then she's also opening up another shop in Midland. And so sh- she has seen my work and has wanted me to do something for quite a while. And the stars aligned, and we were finally able to get something done. Huh. And so she wanted um, some of these uh, wave journeys put together on a big, uh, big uh, multi-paneled wall that I was actually able to do in my backyard. It was 35 feet long by eight feet high Wow! on a, on a series of four foot by eight foot aluminum sheets. And so I sanded them down, primed them all and got them up and let them put them against the fence and just kind of went to town there doing 
um, doing th that edition of, of the wave journeys for her building. But it is one of those type of creative businesses where people are able to go in and create. Uh, she, she's also is a, a real a tie dye person. And so oh, okay. they do a lot of, of those types of shirts, but they also have classes and it's kind of like a community hangout place. And um, so it just kind of made me, your memory made me think of this. Yeah. And it, it was funny too, because what the business I was in, like, that's the type of stuff they wanted to do, but they opened it in a mall in the nineties. So essentially we just ended up selling rock t-shirts because that's where we made all of our money. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Um, yep. And how did you get started working on, um, on metal and aluminum and stuff like that? Like, that's not necessarily um, the medium that you'd go like, well, that's what I'm going to paint it on now. You know, and you cut it out and stuff too. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's like an it's alu panel that I'll get. So it's two real thin pieces of aluminum surrounding a, like a plastic core. And I liked it because for a long time, I had been painting on uh, two types of wood. And so I was taking masonite and MDF and fusing those together. And then I was cutting the shapes out of that. Um very, very big and heavy pieces. And when I can, when I can use some aluminum and then I'll put a backing structure in sign foam. So everything is very industrial. The pieces that I'm doing now can go outside if, if that's what the client wanted or they can stay inside and mm. they'll be totally just fine in either place. Plus the, the wood ones were running anywhere from 50 to 75 pounds. If you were getting up and big in size, oh. the aluminum ones, ma they max out at maybe 10 pounds. Okay. And for a big, uh, I'm talking of good 50 inch diameter piece and can be between 10 and 12 pounds when that is totally done. So shipping is uh, so much better huh. and the strength is actually better too. Plus, it's a nice, smooth surface, too. And I use enamels these days. And I was just going to um, ask, how does the paint adhere and what type do you use so that it doesn't... First, yep. so that it gives and takes, too, as well, because aluminum can still kind of bend a little, right? Well, this is... Um, yeah, it can bend a little bit, but it's a three millimeter. Mm -hmm. So, And there's two pieces of, of aluminum. And so on the back, hang on one yeah, second. Yeah, go grab something. I want to see it. <laughs> All right. So here's here's one that I'm working on. And so the, this has been cut out. So yeah. there's, there's different different holes in here. You can see that. Um, so they're thin. They're an inch wide. Yeah. And then on the back, I have these different, this is a material called sign foam. Huh. And that's um, that they literally make signs out of it. So it's again very strong material. And then I, uh, I think this was some type of gorilla, gorilla glue. Yeah. That I used, and so, but again, really light. This one is approximately I don't know three feet by four feet, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe not that big, but less than less than ten pounds. For sure. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's ingenious. The 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 fact that you realize that, like, 
the bigger it gets, the heavier it's going to get if it's on wood. I mean, there's canvas, but that's that's different. That's not and that can't be hung outside, huh? No, and the the canvas I've painted for years, and I have a canvas going right now that I started with spray paint, and uh, just to try something different, right? Yeah, and I've got a, a little hallway full of old canvases from grad school and throughout the years, but. Um, I always, I got into the wood because I like the surfaces being this, and I got in, let me back up. I got into using the wood because it was nice and smooth Mm -hmm. because I switched from using an oil base to using an enamel based paint. And I really responded to the shine of that enamel paint going on the surface. And it's, and I started off on canvas using enamel and I had, um, a learning process occurred because the texture of the canvas made it a little more difficult to work with the enamel. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I switched to the wood and having the nice smooth. And then from there, the aluminum, wow. which is also um, not, it's not as messy as cutting out um, a big piece of uh, MDF board either. Right. So, well, and how do you, how do you like, plan that out as well because you have different with the way that Mm -hmm. it's drawn and all that like you have holes cut in the middle like are you cutting it first so so i'll go through and i will um either use an old drawing that i have or i will design a drawing um either in hand or on an ipad using procreate okay and then i will take either the picture of the pencil drawing or just hook the iPad up and I take a projector and I'll blow, I'll blow the little drawing up. And so then I will, I will get the outline. And then from there I will go and start cutting out and and then, and then go to town on the paint. All right. I was curious if you painted it first and then you cut out around it or not. No, no, that um, I have taken it off the wall and corrected mistakes in oh. what, where I where I see and I'll cut. But the surface of the paint always gets a little marred mm, that in makes doing sense. that. And so I, I end up having to repaint the whole area to get happy again. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to get all of the cutting done at once. Makes sense. Early on in the conversation, you had talked about how you uh, decided to make Mark Darts an LLC and actually mm-hmm. pursue it because you'd been doing it for so long and you're like, well, it's time to start doing it. Like after you did that, what had you changed or what's different about making it an LLC? Like, are you doing anything differently to get involved or try and build it up or like what's what's well, what's going on with it these days? Um, well, this this past summer we had. Uh, I did four four different projects, and I think that was when we formed the LLC. Um, the, that was kind of just a way in my head going, okay, you know, I've been doing art my entire life, and I want it was a more of a formal a formal process. Yeah, of just being able to take um, like some of the companies I work with, you need to have a, a business. A business number mm-hmm. in order to in order to get their prices or there's a little better prices for people with the business with the with the business number so um it was more to get the perks of being in business and 
and from there, it kind of led to, you know, working with city governments, I've found it, it lends an air of credibility. And a lot of our projects we have worked with city governments too, because many of our things have been under bridges or under overpasses. So, and the, the big concrete pieces that are kind of in a, a no man's land as far as space. And we've taken them and made them into places that people can actually go and congregate and hang out. Mm-hmm. And I know you've got the notoriety too from doing it for so many years, but online, um, how would you say that you try and spread the word about what you do? I mean, And also another thing on top of that, I, you had shared with me that you're using Elo, which is one of those networks where it's uh, online networks where it's kind of like, oh yeah, I always forget about that one. You know, it's- I always forget about that one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I, I really like that one because it's, I don't know. It just seems more, it's, it's definitely more geared towards art mm-hmm. and it's just all art all the time. And so many of the other platforms, especially these days, there's a lot of noise on there and the noise gets to be um, an interruption, a glitch in the day. And I want to see art and I want to talk and about art and I want to learn more about that. So, um, and Ello is a neat one. And plus, um, the, they've been a really nice supporter of my work. They, they feature it, uh, on the regular and uh, I really appreciate, appreciate yeah. what, what they've done to, to kind of get me out there on their front page uh, with this new series a lot. I know they've changed their, uh, web address. I think it used to be Ello.com and now it's Ello.co. So co, yeah, yeah. Which is weird because it makes it sound like it's somewhere else but it's like no i think they're based in yeah. vermont or something <laughs> so. yeah it's it, it's neat i know it's a it's just it's a it's a good platform I, know, I like it and i'm i kind of felt the same way i used to feel the same way about uh everybody poo-pooed on it but uh, google plus back when that was around before they I just finally that. shut it yeah yeah that that's actually what was there like people wanted to go there and use or the reason people didn't like it in my opinion was that you'd go there and expect it to be like Facebook, but really it, it, I just think it was misunderstood. And a lot of the people that stuck around like myself were people that shared artwork or just shared pictures of, mm-hmm. and you could create communities around this. And it's, it, I really enjoyed that. And a lot of people do miss that. There was a huge like underground art community going on there. Okay. Um, the, the only problem was, is that it was also very, and this is why it shut down. It was very susceptible to getting spam botted. <laughs> Yeah, which is weird because it's Google, you know, like they know how to fix that stuff. But but that's what Ello reminds me of. And so how did you end up Mm -hmm. like getting uh, or even discovering it or getting involved in the community over there? Um, I have no idea. How do we discover anything these days? I saw it on the Internet. Right. Right. And then you're like, heck with it. I'm all in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for for sure. You know, um. I saw it early on and like anything, I try to get myself on there and try to get, you know, more of the name out, name out that way. I mean, the online experience has, um, I've fell in love with the social media platforms, you know, Instagram, Facebook, um, for an art sense of just being able to share, share the artwork and to get, to get that out there. So as they Mm -hmm. sprung up, I would, try each one 
And then eventually it just kind of winnowed down to the three or four that I, that I usually like. And um, as far as using those, they have been pretty good in using that as platforms for um, uh, directing people to go see what, what we've done and what uh, I've done personally. And, um, you know, rather than a website, which I'm very happy to say, because I have had markpetrowski.com as a splash page for years, because it has always been kind of, kind of a nemesis, uh, the, the idea of a website. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I've always, I'm kind of a control, you know, I like things to look a certain way. And so, Mm. I've always had a very difficult time debating because, you know, I'm, I teach. And so it's a lot of hours. And then when I have that time in the studio, though, about the last thing I want to do is sit down on a computer. True. You know, I want to, I want to be doing something else. So for quite a long time, too long and embarrassingly too long. And in my opinion is that it's just been site under construction <laughs> and then there, and then there are some social media sites. But in fact, next Sunday, I have a meeting with an artist friend who's coming over and we're going to start mapping out how I want to do this site. And nice. so finally going to get serious about that because as the stuff has kind of grown, you know, because there's, there's the Mark Petrowski with my personal work, like you were saying, and then mm-hmm. there's marked arts, which is a combination of the personal and working with other people. And so they're trying to figure out the best package to kind of put that all together rather than having, okay, there's the marked arts on Instagram or the marked arts on Facebook or Mark Petrowski on all of them and have one in a nice common place. Like, you know, I should have done years ago, but just haven't because I was too busy making the work that I wanted to put on there in the first place. That's always the, <laughs> the catch 22 is it's, do I make the work or it do is. I make the website? Yeah. Like, but how right. do I promote and the work without the website? How do I put work on the website if I don't make it? <laughs> yes. And so when I hemmed and hawed for enough time and then social media sprang onto us. And so I just started using that mm-hmm. and that, that has worked out well. And I will get people reaching out, especially in in the past uh, nine months or so since I started putting this new series out. I've had a lot of people reaching out and I've made several sales just from uh, people doing that. How do you handle your sales online? Um, People have called, they either Venmo or PayPal and I, I mail it out. Okay. I was just curious because without the website, you, I didn't know if you had a cart somewhere that you referred people to, or if you were just no, doing it on your own. Just, just on my own. But again, that is definitely in the plans yeah. of, of trying to get, get all that done too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> One thing I've been messing around with recently is actually just using um, uh, Facebook Marketplace because it has shipping now. Like they pay oh, for shipping. It? Yeah, okay. you can actually have people Seriously. pay for. Yeah, you go in there and you just put in like what the the weight of it is, and people can buy it. And then when they they can buy it anywhere, so it actually has. It's not just local anymore. And you can, uh, people can buy it, pay for the shipping and all that straight through there. And it connects to whatever either bank account or PayPal that you hook up to Facebook and, and you can even send people to 
that particular posting that you have listed and you can put, yeah, you can do as many, like I have 20 of these or I have one of them or do them individually and people can find it accidentally, you know, just by looking on there saying I'm looking for artwork. It's so that's something I've been messing with. And I, I haven't thought of using marketplace as a, a place for artwork. I've, I have bought things off marketplace. In fact, when I was kind of had a new plan for the studio, I um, found a big tool chest that I was able to pick up for a really good price. And my, um, and then I found a couple huge flat file stacks oh. for 20 bucks, a, 20 bucks a piece that I was so happy to get. <laughs> and, and so uh, when we eventually leave this place, my movers are not going to be happy. But. <laughs> That's true. That's funny. There's going to be all kinds of, and it's going to be all like, okay, we got to get something this size and now something this size. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So um, what kind of uh, different, different things do you have in the works? Like what kind of stuff are you working on or things that are coming up right now? Um, well, just dropped off three paintings on Friday for a new um, exhibit at Creative 360 in Midland, Michigan. All right, I and saw that. That is a that is a group of um, a group of um, uh, artists that the curator hand selected, and it's art and creating in the time of COVID, I believe is the title. Mm-hmm. And so the. It's all pretty much area artists and the Bay City, Saginaw, Midland, you know, kind of the Valley of Michigan. And so that opens up this Thursday. There's um, an exhibit at University of Michigan Hospital in June of 21 that I'm working towards. And um, just trying to get as many pieces done as I can for that mm-hmm. and other other things that kind of come down, come down the pike. Okay. And so, um, don't have anything as far as walls planned out, um, in the upcoming, but hopefully, you know, we'll see as, you know, the summer season's ended now and right. Like what do you do as far as murals during the winter season? Yeah. Well, I teach. So that is, you know, so that is my, my painting season in the summers. I usually summers. Oh yeah, they and, match up perfectly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you know, over the weekends, I will do my studio work. Yeah, uh, throughout the school year as much as I can. Okay, so when do you think you're going to have your website up and running? By the way. Oh geez, we're just meeting to talk about okay. that. Okay, right, so right now it's that you're so, acknowledging that you're going to start doing it. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, uh, I'm throwing it out into the world, saying it's not going to be just the splash page anymore. <laughs> okay, so if people did want to check out your stuff, where would you like them them to go uh, see your work? Um, probably the best place would be Instagram at Marked Art. Um, my personal page on Facebook, uh, Mark Petrowski or Marked Arts on uh, Facebook or Marked Arts on Ello. Okay. And then I want to thank you so much for uh, spending the time to talk with me today. That's that, hey. I'm really glad I got to meet you. I'm really glad I got to meet and talk with you too, Tom. I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day and having me on. Mm-hmm.